Jim Tincup, and we are broadcasting from the greenhouse booth at HR Tech. That is booth number 7116. Come by if you can. And I got Leah Daniels on with me. We're going to, uh, I don't know, solve all the world's problems. All of them. All of them. We'll start Can't with wait. poverty, and we'll just kind of work our way through. Yeah. World peace and things like that. Leah, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? I would love to. My name is Leah Daniels. I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at JobSync, and we are a uh, software that sits between the ATSs and the um, job boards, right. where we can recreate the application experience on the job board. Increases candidate throughput, usually two, three, five X, which is a small amount for most companies. 100%. But when you can fix the top of funnel problem, you get enough candidates into the mix, all of a sudden you can actually get a real idea of where you need to work on the rest of your process. Right. Because when you're fixing something that's already on fire, right. you don't know what you're fixing. So let's fix the top of the funnel so you can fix your recruiting team and your recruiting process. I love that. Yeah. Now you've been in the industry for more than a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Did some things. I think you told me you worked for Monster for, 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 for a minute. For <laughs> nine months and two days. That's it was exactly very precise. It was a very precise amount of time. Very precise. <laughs> Not that you were looking at the clock. No, never Or anything once. like that. No. However. No, it was great. That's great. Um, all right, so the first thing I want to ask you is about a candidate, someone that you were interviewing, and a candidate asked you a question that you really loved. Yeah. Like you were really, really thoughtful. Yeah. Just something, a question where you're like, you know what, that's cool. Great that's question. question. Yeah. What was that? Oh, what was the question? Yeah. Well, I can tell you the reaction is almost always, what a great question. I yeah. feel like it's important to first acknowledge the question. Acknowledge that people have really great, thoughtful questions. Yep. Um, let me think about that for a second. I don't know, for an interview, I had a. Um, an intern, though, that worked for me, yeah. who would come to our one-on-one -on -one every time with some of the most thoughtful questions. Because he I was really wanted to maximize his one-on-one -on -one time, and part of what he wanted to know was about how do I grow my career and how do I think about it. Um, I think usually when I get great questions from candidates, it's, it's somebody who's spent some time thinking about not your business and not their life, but the marriage of the two. Right. And I think that a lot of companies expect you to have done extensive research on their business like right. you, and be in love with their business yeah. from just an interview or just a, an application on Workday right, right, right. or Greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's really not a, a good gauge of your business. So when they think about you know, what, are, what, are the, what is the business mission or passions or problems it's trying to solve and how that intertwines in their own world, and they come with good questions around that, that's usually where I lean into a great question. I love that. What, if, what about candidates that work for you directly? Have they have they tried to ask you, like, how do I be successful working for Leah? They have, and I love that, too. I think it's um, super... So, and answer it. So yes. how, do, how do they become successful working for Leah? Well, so to answer that question for anybody, right, you yeah. need to know yourself, right? right? So I, I know a few things about me, right. one of which is I don't have enough time to micromanage you. So nope. if you are not a self-starter, if you are not a, a learner, if you're not leaning into uh, figuring out answers yourself, then you're right. not going to work well with me. Right. If you like a super structured environment, I'm probably not your best solution. I tend to lean towards startups where there's a high frenetic, high chaos, which means you have to be able to operate in that environment. And so right. it's not just working for me, but also working in the environments I choose to work in. You need to be somebody who can um, manage that uh, on a personal level, be able to manage your day to day without high oversight. Right. I love that. Okay. 
So I want to get your take or your current take, because all everything kind of changes over time, but your current take on beyond the resume. So how did we get TA and also our hiring managers to look beyond what's stated on the LinkedIn profile or the resume, et cetera? Like, how do we get them to look past that? It's a great question. I think that there's, there's so many challenges in TA, right? We are going for speed dating to marriages, <laughs> right? I mean. It's true. It's not even will you accept a rose and have like the next episode. It's like, here's the whole dozen and are yeah. we getting married now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting married now. I know, by the way, the kids' names are. Yeah, very named them. Yep, yep, amazing. Yep. Oh, you don't like those names, well, that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the, the, the one thing is, I was actually talking to uh, somebody here um, earlier today, a younger guy, he's HRIS at a giant company, right. and, he, and he was giving me his career, and I was like, that's impossible, you're 25 years old. And um, what I said to him was, one of the greatest assets of the newer generations coming to the workforce is that they have the ability to ramp and learn so much faster. 100%. Right? And that that is a skill set that none of them put on the resume. Oh. They don't even know it's a thing that they can do. No. And as it was also misdiagnosed between millennials and Gen Z is the attention span gap. Yeah. Like 12 seconds to 8 seconds. That's a legit thing. But people took that as they're, 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 the problem is, is they have less attention. It's like, no, they just get there faster. Yeah. That's what happens. Well, this is the thing. The years of experience has always bothered me as a metric. 100%. Because it's it's a lazy man's way of yes. saying a person's way of saying, like, how no, much... No, you can say lazy man. You're good. You're, <laughs> of, you're, of, you're in good company. Of what your skill set is. And in fact, somebody who can learn that skill in a year that took you three years, I want the one that learned it in a year. 100%. That's Bill Gates' strategy on hiring lazy developers. Yeah. Because they want to get there faster. Right. But the thing about it is that's a skill, too. Yep. Right? The ability to, to master skill quickly... Yep. is also not on the resume well. Or if it is, it's actually misread as a negative instead of as a positive. And I think that's, I mean, we have to figure out how to break those bias. That's, right. a, that's a bias problem. And getting into the next question. Yeah. How do we how do we reduce bias? Like where? what's your current take on where we are with hiring and interview bias? So I think our whole model is just reeked with bias. I mean, and it starts, 100%. I actually think it starts at the technologies too. 100%. If you look around, this is a huge floor of well-educated people. Yep. They all went to college. Yep. They all make good money. Yep. They all don't live paycheck to paycheck. Yep. If they get laid off tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. Right. And we build software for these for, people. For what well, we do, except for the 60% of the hiring yeah. market is not these people. That's right. And so we have to all start by just recognizing the bias we all have in what we're doing and what we're building and how we're supporting this ecosystem is all reeked with bias. And now it spills into everything from the fact that the ATSs require a, an email address, even though TikTok requires a phone number. Right. Right, 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 right. So that's a bias. It's a bias. It's automatically ruling people out. It's like, I don't have email. I don't have an email. Yeah. It's interesting. John said something earlier to me that I thought was really cool. Was he said, listen, some of it starts in sourcing. Where we source people is biased. Yeah. So the pools in which we, you know, fish in, that that automatically starts a bias. Uh-oh. It's like, yeah, good point. It we is, don't talk about that that often. No, we don't. And, and then... And then it, you know, goes forward. Now you forgot one other bias. It's really important. So in my very short stint at Monster, <laughs> I did have 
uh, one of the most fabulous data analysts you've ever met. Uh, you haven't met her, but I have. And uh, we looked at lots of interesting data, and one of the things that we were looking at was how um, people have their own bias when they apply to jobs. Yep. Oh, 100%. Where Good women, point. Women want to be far more qualified than men. Oh. And if you're a person of color. Overqualified. 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 So Men will look, you, barely look at the description and go, yeah, I got one of those. I'm good. So when you're, when you're thinking about it and you're like, I'm looking at this list of candidates who did apply, they didn't all see the job through the same lens to nope. begin with. Some of them spent a lot of time thinking about it and some of them spent one half second and clicked uh, that button. Barely a second. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, that gets back to some of those, so the pay discrepancies or pay inequities as well. Because men, when asked, men will ask for all kinds of crazy things, like, "Yeah, I want a corporate jet. I want you yeah, know, this, that, yeah. the other." And women are practical. Yes. And ask for practical things, like. Women want to meet in the middle. Yeah. And men are ready to negotiate. <laughs> They're way off the top. All right, so, ghosting. I want to get your take on ghosting of candidates ghosting recruiters and hiring managers and and the opposite hiring managers and recruiters ghosting candidates what's your what's your take on that right now if you don't want candidates to ghost you stop ghosting them there you go i mean honestly so is it is it professionalism I mean, no. a lack of time management like no, what's the it's, bit it's that we don't have the tools in place to appropriately size the yep. the uh, the order of, of magnitude of what the recruiters are doing on a day-to-day basis. Right. So when you walk in in the morning, I, I have a client, put a remote job up, within an hour they'll have 400 applications. And most of them are qualified enough that they need, they deserve a response. Right. How, how do you operate when your recruiter has 30 recs and that's what happens? Yeah. So we've already set them up to fail. Right. And then they deliver on that promise. Right. And they fail because they can't. There is a, it's not a time management problem. It is actually a technology problem. We are not managing the world to the recruiter's capabilities and not in a negative way. You know, just no, no, no. There no, is I, a certain number of hours in the day they'd like to sleep occasionally. Right. Well, and, and, and uh, someone, I was talking to somebody the other day and they have a whole kind of a competency, not just a competency model around recruiters, but they've basically got a scale around what they can and can't do based on the technology. Yeah. It's like, listen, here's all the technology and here's what you can and can't do. Like, like you're only going to get 15 racks. There's no 16th. Yeah. You're done with one of those 15th, you can come back and get another one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's like, they've built a, a model so that they can go to the CFO and say, if you want to hire more, here's what we need. Yeah. It's, we're not going to add a well, 16th or 17th. Amazing conversation the other day with somebody about why is it that um, TA is not tied to overtime? Right. Because actually, the reason you pay overtime is because you didn't, yeah. in fact, have enough candidates that you hired. So you have to pay overtime. Yeah. But TA is not responsible for overtime. That's genius. Why? God, I love that idea. Why are they, why are they separate? They, yeah. They, they've been bifurcated for whatever reason. And in fact, they're so intrinsically tied, it would actually give our recruiting team the, the firepower to say, I need more support, and here's the cost structure of why. That's right. That's right. But when you separate it out, they're just operating on this on this small budget for a big request, and it's not tied to the actual outcome over on this side. Anyway, it's a, it's a soapbox for me. No, no. No, it's a good soapbox. <laughs> we, we could do a whole show on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, last thing is not necessarily a horror story in terms of a, a candidate experience that you had, either personally or someone that kind of came through uh, with you. But I'll tell you one of mine. Yeah. Just going to give you some food for thought. Leadership position, 
pretty far in the process. Everybody's pre-signed off. Go to lunch. Uh, dude takes his teeth out and puts them on the table. Oh, that's nice. And that's uh, a feature, by the way. Right. Yeah. So for I didn't care. So I was like, so what? You know, I don't care. Like, does that have anything to do with the job? No, I don't care. The other people would say, well, I could not talk them off of the ledge. And like, literally, there's six other people at the table, uh, or whatever a bit, and like, they called him Teeth Man. Like, I, I just couldn't get uh, him off of the ledge. So yeah. it was a bad experience. Like, he, he was perfect for the job. Confidence, all that stuff lined up. Everything was great. Teeth on the table, bad experience. People that's, couldn't get past it. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. So do you have a story I mean, of I, I, yourself? I, I interviewed or? at a company, and I was pre-signed on, and then I joined them for, like, a full day just yeah, yeah. to immerse in the team. Yeah, yeah. And, like um, a day in the life? Yeah, and there um, a couple of folks on the team just... I've been emailing your and I just realized I don't see eye to eye with them in, right. a, in, a, in a way that was going to be problematic for me to right. be productive. Right. Which um, that's when you when you it's better to grace out early than to grace out late. Hundred yeah. percent. What was the what was the bit? Was it just like there was like in really in the sports and like male oriented or like uh, like what was the bit? Just very. If you can talk about. Well, it. they were very into guns and I'm not. Yes. And I know that about me. I know that about me enough to know that I'm really not. <laughs> right. Again, if 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 that's their thing, great. Put it in a job ad. I mean, like, put it put it put it out in front of put oh, it on your yeah. career page. Well, like, I'm glad they put it out there in front of me when I before I was all in on it. You know, like that right. way I could say, you know, you know this, this is this not is, the right environment. I'm not going to thrive here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to be uncomfortable. Because at one point you're going to want me to join the NRA. Yeah, and I can't, it's I can't, not my thing. I can't do the thing. It's just not my thing. I love it. I think that's okay. I think it, I, I feel good about that. It being a, a, like a yeah. You know, it's just culturally, I can I can feel it's going to be wrong, and right. I just don't want to. I, I, I mean, you know, I sign up for these things for usually more than nine months. I wish I wish we would do more of the day in the lives, because yeah. I, I think going back to that, those things were great. Yeah. Like just okay, is it work for you or does it work for you? If it doesn't work for you, great. We both win. I read this great stat that Sherm did recently around success of candidates in a company and it's really about being able to bond or build a, a, a relationship I think it's one of the reasons why referrals work so well is not right. because someone vouched for them but because when they get there they have a buddy built in they already have a person they can come to I think when um, you don't have that you come from the outside and you don't have a, a social infrastructure at an organization and you're trying to feel out can I build one here can I be right. successful because you, it is a world that trades in favors I don't care 100%. what anybody says this world you trade in favors Especially in the white collar space, you, you've got to be able to assess: Is this a group of people that I'm going to be able to create those transactions with and right. make them meaningful and, and positive? Love it. Jobs Mike walks off stage. Leah, thank you so much for carving out time for us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Thanks for everyone listening. Until next time. Wow.